Welcome everybody to Blueprint CFO Presents, our every other Friday podcast featuring future-focused entrepreneurs. Today's guests are Hector and Brenda Pinto of Quality Material Handling Incorporated. Hello, Brenda and Hector. Hey, Jim. How are you doing? Hey, Jim. How are you doing? And thank you for being on our show today. Um, thank you for having us. I'll let um, Brett, Hector and Brenda tell a little bit about their company in a minute, but our sponsor of the program is Blueprint CFO. We're a fractional CFO and outsourced accounting firm located in Newport Beach, California. We work with our clients where our focus is to help them build an exciting future for their business. So let's kick off the show. Um, Hector or Brenda, tell us a little bit about QMH. Okay, so QMH was founded in 1991. Uh, it was not something that we had uh, planned out. It just happened on a Tuesday, midday, where we both of us quit our job. And uh, so we've been running strong for the last 32 years. And I have a quick picture here to show you where actually where it everything began. It's just uh, underneath the stairs of a two-bedroom condo. And uh, show, it, it, show it a little longer, Hector, because I remember when I first met you, you showed me that picture. So yep. you had your desk there underneath that. Uh, yeah, screen. and here the desk didn't fit, so I was able to shove it in there and ruin the drywall. But uh, it's going to fit. That was my mentality. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and we still have this property, by the way. We kept it. We never sold it. So what is quality and what do we do? So, so what, what does QMH do? What? Why would uh, people want to call you up? Well, one of the things that we do is, is we're a solutions provider. You know, in the beginning, we kind of started with the uh, product mentality. And now we're not just about product. We're about solutions and services. So our specialty is warehousing. So what we do is we'll come into a warehouse. We'll design a system. We'll, uh, our team in-house designs the system. We'll deliver it. We'll install it. We'll pull the permits through the city and fire department, which is a big requirement now. And also we do manufacturing. So all those things are in-house and it's very fun to have those type of uh, setups because it gives us an advantage with our competitors. But, you know, other than that, a little bit of hair gets off of your head because of uh, making sure that all those components are working properly. Yes, yes, yes. I think what makes this special, too, is the fact that we all we have it all in-house. Um, so we pull permits. We have our permit department. Uh, you know, we have our uh, CAD CAD people go out and they, they uh, lay out the draw out the floor plans and help the with the sales team, um, you know, sales executives uh, do that. And, um, also, the other um, exciting thing that we offer is, you know, we do a little light, light manufacturing. So it's it's exciting to see all of that come together. And you know, in our industry, uh, typically the competitors are we don't feel like we have competitors because we're a little different. Uh, if they sell a system, they have to go and hire somebody to do the permits or hire somebody to go install it. Or if they need something custom fabricated, they have to go outsource it. So uh, it's, it's, it gives you the tools for you to have control and everything from beginning to end. And customers feel more comfortable just saying, let me just call one place and they're gonna handle everything from beginning to end, so. Right, right. I know that, you know, we've worked with you for a couple of years and I remember back when we started that you weren't doing all the things you do today, so. It's, it's pretty yeah. cool how it keeps evolving and you keep adding more capabilities to serve your clients, right? Yes. And it's, it's fun. Like I said, when the client calls you and, you know, and one of the greatest things, so, so we can help people if they're um, obviously growing, 
We relocate them from their ex existing warehouse to a new building, relocate the racking, do the permits and do the whole process. Um, and then the other side too, if, if they're downsizing, we'll come in and we'll relocate into a smaller warehouse. We can buy back the inventory that is excessive inventory and we'll bring it right back in and just find another home for it. Uh, and another thing too, which is sad, but if someone's going out of business, we can help you too. So we'll, we're like right now, we're working with a few companies that went down just because, you know, moving to other states. So we'll come in there and we knock everything down and buy whatever inventory they have and uh, we just put it back in the market. Oh, wow. Yeah, we may be seeing more of that kind of thing happening in the next few months. So. I'm seeing a little bit more now every week. Like, And, and for us, it's great. So we, uh, I mean, it's not that we look forward to this. Well, yeah, somebody's misfortune is. They say know. one man's junk is another man's treasure. Yeah. I, I found there's actually some companies that where the owner just decided to retire. Yeah, there's cases like that, too. Yeah. Not like they're bankrupt or anything. Just They just felt like it wasn't worth it anymore. Yeah. Or something. They don't have an exit plan, and they just say, hey, I just want to sell it. So, yeah. so you, you said in the beginning there that um, you quit your jobs, and you decided to start the business. So what what, what happened? You know, yeah, so a lot of people just are happy to have a job. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> the true story is we couldn't cash our checks. We went to the bank. And, uh, you know, both uh, of us worked at the same company mm -hmm. and uh, it got to the point where for about three weeks, there was no money for uh, payroll, including ours. So that was the only source of income. So you figure that one out. And uh, but what pushed me there uh, on a Monday, I got a nice deal and I brought the owner a check for like fifty, sixty thousand dollars And I said, hey, look, we got money now, you know. And uh, so on Tuesday, her and I go to the bank at 12 o'clock. We're just going to go to lunch, but go cash a check. And the bank says there's no funds. So I figured he was doing something else with the money. And uh, I told him, let's go back to the office. I had no clue. <laughs> yeah. So I go straight into the owner's office. And his name was Martin. I go, hey, Martin, you know, I just want to let you know that Brenda's going to quit now. And she looks at me. I go, yeah, you're going to quit now. And, <laughs> and I said, I'm going to you. You know why? Because I was a GM. So basically, I didn't want to fire her. So I said, she's going to quit. It sounded better. Um, and then I said, and um, I'm going to give you a week. Well, he kind of came back with a little bit of an attitude. I said, you know, Martin, I think I'm going to leave now. Yeah, his hands were flaring. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. I said, uh, so I went to my office, picked up my notebook, and picked up my personal belongings, went home. We had about maybe like a five-minute drive because we live really close. It, it was, was a it was a very quiet drive. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then we show up to our place at the condo that we have behind us here, and I'm unlocking the door, and she looks at me. She goes, what the hell did you just do? Yeah. And my answer to her, I said, well, I said, honey, we can go inside and watch Oprah and get paid the same amount of money we're making. We're not nothing. Making nothing. <laughs> but I said, I'll figure something out. Right. And you want to wow. take it from there? Yeah. So he a few days later, he went out, called the customer, said, you know, I'm no longer with the, that company. And if you want to do business, um, you know, I could still help you. And the guy was just like, Hector, I don't care what the company name is. I just like doing business with you. And yeah, so, yeah. so he brings me out. Uh, this was Tuesday when I called him the same day. Mm -hmm. I called him at 2 p.m. Started calling people that I knew to let him know, hey, I'm no longer with this firm. And uh, so he says, come and see me tomorrow. I go see him to, on Wednesday. I come back and I go straight to, I think it was Staples or Office Depot about a mm -hmm. typewriter because back then, if you had a computer, it was luxury. So um, we, uh, I type up a proposal for him. Gave it to him on Thursday where we had to fax it through. Uh, I don't know if you remember those places called Mailboxes West. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes sense to send a fax. 
So I did. Then he calls me Friday. He goes, Hector, I have a check. Who do I make the check out to? There's no business name. <laughs> we had to really quick come up with a business name, uh, you know, a fictitious business name statement, bank account, the whole nine yards. It it was um, quite yeah. the uh, endeavor. Yeah. And from there, the journey <laughs> began. You know, I, I had the type of mentality. I don't care what. I'm going to find something. If you call me, Jimmy, said, Hector, I need a box of fax paper. I said, Jim, I'll be right back. And I go somewhere and I go, Jim, here's your paper and, and that's a matter. service that's yeah, really it was the a service, service where it began you know no i mean it, what i want to say two things is um, one is you know people like to do business with people they know and trust right and so it's yeah. super, super important what you how you handle your customers and how you're there for them and you know yeah. taking care of their needs for sure yes and but the second thing is how, how many years ago was that well, that was in uh february 13 1991 1991. So that's how many years. You just had your 30th anniversary, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going on 33, right? 32 years. We're going on 33 now. So in this period of journey, 33. Most companies don't last 10 years. Yeah. But you know, the funny thing, I still love coming out here. Uh, I I enjoy, you know, meeting with customers and meeting with the team. We have an amazing team that's behind us because now it's not, I mean, we're not about building the business. Well, it's not about me or he, it's about we, Yeah. you know, we are the company, our employees are part, um, they, they're hard workers and they're committed and that's what it takes to get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. So in the beginning, it was just you, two of you. Yeah. And actually <laughs> he fired me. Let I, me be honest. The first person I fired. <laughs> you fired your wife? He's you like, go get a real job. I, I wasn't paying attention to the one I had. I, I wasn't disciplined, to be honest with you, Jim. I would just get up, I'd mope around, I'd watch Oprah, I, you know, watch um, all these TV broadcasts, uh, what the daytime soap operas, and I just wasn't being uh, disciplined. And so I, I did. I went and got another job. Um, and then uh, uh, a few years later, uh, we had an, an encounter with the, the girl who started forging my name. So, um, you know, that was, uh, an and not only really that, we, we kept growing and, and I, that's when I told us, you know, I think it's time for you to come, come back and come on board. And really? uh, I never heard that story. Yeah. Uh, she was so how many years were you? It was hard because she, I fired it. was in the same house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You still haven't come home to I didn't lose my marriage though. <laughs> yeah. One of the rules that we have that, you know, work is here and, you know, relationship is here, even though once in a while, you know, kind of. Blends in, but yeah, you know, Jim, we've worked together for 32 years, and most people say, How do you do it? Because we've been married going well, uh, this May, we've known each years. other, dated for, dated for 40 years, yeah, yeah. and uh, so it's it's amazing how, um, you know, as long as you stay in your avenue, I know mine is the finances, legal, medical. HR, those kinds of things. He knows what his are, and we just stay in our lanes. You know, I remember back when I met you and how, how you talk about each other with um, affection, you know, about the other person's talents. Because yeah. you're both totally, I mean, in my opinion, very different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm crazy. She's the one that keeps me. <laughs> but, you know, Brenda celebrates that, you know, and I yeah. celebrate what Brenda brings to the table, too, which is awesome. Yeah, I shoot. I, I always tell people I shoot out of the hips real quick. <laughs> so she's the one that keeps me balanced. Yeah. So back back when you were growing up and going to high school, you know what was what was your original plan for your career? Was was it to be in this kind of business? Well, I, I'll be perfectly honest with you, Hector and I had no idea um, of ever starting a business. Um, 
we had no dreams, no goals, no ambitions to even think of starting our own business. But um, I will tell you that um, as we as we grew and as we started to um, start this quality mature handling business, it just seemed like, you know what, it's, it's good enough to put food on the table. And yet it, it went from that to, you know, really seeing the needs of, you know, some of our employees when we started getting one or two. And so it, it just, it went on from yeah. there. And, you know, the question, you know, how do you, you know, we were school. So I, I came to this country when I was 14. I'm an immigrant from Honduras, you know, and I'm proud to be in this country, amazing country with the, so many opportunities. And when I came here, you know, I started high school, uh, second semester and, you know, uh, and I wasn't a school guy. I did not like homework. I never brought the books home. I kept them in the locker. I did go there for the breakfast, though. It was fun. Uh, <laughs> so very important. So it, it got to the point where I wasn't going to graduate, and she told me because she was working. She says, you know what? You Instead of you going over there wasting your time, why don't you just get a job? And so I did. So I went and worked for a factory, and I never finished high school. And I'm not proud of it, but, you know, this tells you know, that, you know, for anybody out there that's listening, you know, don't let a degree get in front of you. So as long as your character and your heart and, and, and your mind and your ethics are there, you can accomplish anything. So when I came here at 14, didn't speak any English. I learned it. And, uh, you know, it just um, from there, it just took off one the minute. But one of the things that I learned from my parents is that you learn how to work and you do things right. And I didn't care about sweeping floors or whatever my job was, uh, I would do it to the best. And that just rolled off with me. And uh, that's what we do now. I mean, one more thing I would add to your list is work hard, you know, because I, I know you work hard. You, 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 I know you take your time off to have your enjoyment. And I know you take a lot of trips, but, yeah. also, um, you know, when you're working, you're you're very focused and and all about, you know, doing a good job for your customers. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. So during these years, you had 30 years, boy, we had COVID, we had recessions, you know, what, what, what's some, what are some of the rough spots you remember when you were, you know, frustrated with what was happening in your company? You know, we've had quite a bit of setbacks in throughout the 32 years of business. I mean, the first one I can remember is, you know, bank wouldn't lend us money to save the life of us. I well, mean, we started what in Kuwait, uh, the Gulf War. The Gulf War. That's when we War. started, when it, so people were like, Are "You crazy? Why are you starting a business?" Yeah, and we couldn't, we, you know, we couldn't find financing. Um, we didn't have good financials. We didn't have any. I mean, I was doing the books. I was not. You know, I didn't go to college for um, accounting. I, I went and dropped out because my teacher told me I'd never be an accountant. What do I do now? Accounting. But that's um, that's another story. But, you know, we went through that, not getting a loan. Then we went through, you know, un unfortunately, we had an employee embez well, forge my name and she signed checks. She was signing checks. Hector would give her, here, can you cut these checks? And she'd cut checks and then she'd cut one to herself. Oh, an extra one. Right directly to herself. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Sometimes they, you know, put a different vendor on there or something. You don't even like yeah. so when we went through that and then uh the worst recession. one, I think it was the 2009 recession. You know, we felt it and it was like we were doing excellent January all the way to like July, we were even on a cruise in July. And then all of a sudden, September, October came yeah. around and it was just like, a, what happened, you know? Yeah. But one of the things that, you know, we did, we just, you know, I always tell people, hey, this is like a storm, a bad storm. Tuck in, don't go out, you know, just do your thing. And if anything, it was an opportunity because that's what we started. Or think different. Yeah. So we, he did, he, he 
hired one welder and all of a sudden he said, you know what, if I can't sell brand new racks to save the life of me, I'm going to refurbish them. I'm going to refurbish them because we were getting a lot of used inventory at the time. And so he decided to refurbish racks. He, he just came up with a new concept. And then from there, we started uh, diving off into the ramp manufacturing. And now, you know, back then we used to sell like two ramps a year. Now we sell like five to 10 a week. And it started because of the 2009. I needed to just reinvent the wheel. I said, I'm going to do something. But, you know, one of the things that there was really hard times. That was a day, I think, uh, December 31st, because we was, you know, focused on what we did and what we want to do next year before we locked the doors that day. And I was like, man, I don't know if I want to come back on Monday. But you know what? I never showed my employees my fear. You know, leaders got to show your courage. I said, you know what? I'm just going to keep pushing away. There's there's nothing that's going to stop us. And we we made it through, you know. Yeah. So I know I know from attending some of the company events, you know, that it's like a family there at QMH, yeah. right? And everybody yeah. is very yeah. much like that. So during that time, did you have to lay people off or anything? Did you have to no, we didn't. We kept everybody. We, we were very fortunate. Yeah. We've been very fortunate in the 32 years. I mean, it's, it's even COVID. Of, yeah, COVID. Even so COVID. COVID was different. So when COVID happened, I've, you know, I've seen a lot of things, you know, and but COVID was a little different. <laughs> Where they say you got to shut down, everybody's got to go home. I'm like, what the heck? I've been here for 50 years. Just tell me to go home now. Yeah, right? How do I how do I do business? Right? Well, the governor shut us down on March yeah. 19th, and that's yeah. when we decided decided you know what we've got to look for other methods of staying afloat. And uh, by the next day, our attorney said, well, you're essential in two different areas, not well, just one. We had a meeting with our staff because we sent everybody home, yeah. and and we talked, Brenda and I and Julia, you know, and Ben. And we made a decision, hey, you know, what do we do? And I said, well, one thing is let's not let go of anybody. And second, let's continue paying their benefits. You know, because imagine now we have a pandemic and we don't pay their benefits, they're not working. So we made that decision. So we got on a Zoom meeting or whatever meeting Teams we did, meeting. Teams meeting. And we promised them that uh, nobody's losing their job. And we also promised them that their medical will continue to be paid by, by us. After talking to our attorneys, they said, no, you guys are essential. Not only that, my phone was working. People were saying, Hector, where's your people? I need, you know, because yeah. there's people that we deal with Southern California Edison. We deal with food companies and that's got to continue. So we were able to come back and, you know. The next day we had a crew back out to finish the job because they were on the job site. So we couldn't, I mean, our customers come first, you know. Yeah. And so we had to get our team back out there and we uh, modified, uh, did what we had to and course um and we, then we, we weathered that storm <laughs> we actually ended up growing our business and COVID 40 42 yeah. or 52 percent mm -hmm. through COVID. Really? Yeah, i mean most COVID. most companies went down 52 percent well let me tell you why because COVID, you know well everybody orders things from phone well especially now with COVID, everything was ordered online so everybody that we deal with is warehouses distribution centers that they need maximize their storage so that's what we do and that's what kept us even growing even better. Wow, that's great. That's a great story. We didn't sell any masks or any other things, but we just <laughs> stuck with our thing. So this podcast series is around entrepreneurship and you know the entrepreneurial journey. Um, and you know you went from being an employee to now having your own business. So what what's the good part of, of owning your own business? Well, for me, and then you can for me when I pull in through the driveway and I see you know. 30 or 40 cars in here, that represents a family. 
And when I come in here, we as a team, we provide for those families. It's a big responsibility that you carry and you got to take it serious and, and just do the right thing. So you lead the team, right? Yeah. You know, you get to see, you get the opportunity to see faces and, and people are growing. You hire people um, for a season. Some people are with you for a long season. We have some employees with us for 18, 19 years. Um, that says a lot. And you see them grow. You see uh, how um, their lives um, are benefiting from this business. And so it's exciting. That's great. So that what's the flip side of that? You know, owning your own business, there's, it's not all sunshine and roses, right? So what what what's uh, what's what's out of the bad aspects that a, an entrepreneur thinking about starting their own business should think about? So um, for me, I, um, I mean, you have to deal with the pains of, uh, especially after COVID, we had challenges with uh, uh, people. Like we wanted to hire more people, and it just it was different. People became different now, you know. Uh, I don't know if they kind of got ruined with it, and like they didn't want to work. They didn't want to work, you know. They were, our, <laughs> we, had, we had that problem at Blueprint. <laughs> our group governor up north says, "Hey, stay home, make more money, and don't go to work." And uh, and which is great. I respect it because a lot of people didn't stay home, you know, to for their health and stuff. But uh, you know, dealing with with challenges with with the, with the government laws and 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 just um, you know, you deal with attorneys with losses with everything you can think of so those are the packages that we kind of don't enjoy but you know what it comes with the package you just you acclimate to it yeah um I, this is kind of going off our script here but uh, i know you're you have other family members in the company right and how, how do you feel about that well it's exciting i i get i say i'm blessed every single day i get to see my kids monday through friday um most parents don't see their kids except for weekends you know when you have grown kids that are um, you know, off on their own, living on their own. You don't get to see them every day, but um, for us, we get to see them, but there's a bad side of that. Sometimes, you know, you have to um, buckle down. You have to talk about things that maybe might not be, you know, very, uh, what's the word I want to say? Uh, yeah. It might but, you know, be for the most part, you know, we, uh, we're blessed to have a very strong family. Uh, I'm so excited that's what keeps me driving excited to come here every day because when i see my daughter julia pinto as a coo basically she runs the show I, i'm just uh the, what they call the social <laughs> he's butterfly getting ready. he's getting she calls ready me for social retirement butterfly. well that's why going. i brought that up just because i've seen that transition happening you know over the years yeah. so so we are we're in that transition and julia's doing a phenomenal job in it she's She's right there, and now I'm we so have excited. our son Jacob. Yeah, yeah, we're so excited. Jacob came on board, and of course, Jacob had been on board, but he hadn't um, had such a prominent position like he has now, uh, managing the install department. Um, you know, supervising the install department, and it just—it's it, exciting to see the growth. It's exciting to see them grow. Um, it has been, uh, you know, very challenging for um, Julia because she wants to be. Um, you know, she wants to make sure she satisfies dad. She wants to make sure she's always yeah, she carries this keeping big, dad happy. <laughs> yeah. And, and even with her now, because, you know, now she's married to Ben and Ben happens to be our VP of sales. Yeah. So it's kind of like the, it's going towards the second generation, pretty much the same pattern. So uh, but it's exciting. And, and it's, you know, we, we live work and, and issues, you know. They stay here. Yeah, that's uh, a strong, yeah, very we'll strong and, commitment no. we have with each other. We just do yeah. not discuss business. Um, it's family time. It's family time. We're enjoying family. We travel together, and you know. I didn't know that. That's that's yeah. cool. 
yeah, it's a good, yeah. <laughs> I think it's very good that even yeah. each one of us call each other out. Hey, you know, no, no work. Enjoy. yeah, no work. <laughs> one of the things that I tell them, I said, listen, whatever's in your desk, whatever didn't get done, whatever yeah. problems are here, I promise you it's going to be here tomorrow. Don't stress over it. Yeah. Tomorrow yeah. it's going to be there and maybe even some more. So leave it here. Nobody's yeah. going to take it. So, so thank God, yeah. you know, after 30 some years, Julia actually says that she's been working here for 29 years because that's how old she is. Because I used to, <laughs> take her to, I used to take her to yeah. meetings when she was like seven years old. Seven. I got her a little polo. And because I'm crazy about my kids, I love them to pieces. So I got her a little polo. We love them. Yes, both of us. And I would take her to meetings. She have a little tape measure with her. And, you know, whenever there was no school, I take her with me, you know. So, oh my gosh. I, I never heard that story. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, truth be known, when you raise up your children and a good foundation, you know, and, and giving them good moral values, um, it's, it, you start to see it. They start living out how you raise them so we're very pleased very that's blessed awesome. that's so that's so awesome so uh last week we had some crazy news going on with silicon valley bank closing its doors and signature yeah. bank closing its doors and uh, very a lot of uncertainty about what was what was really going on here and um they keep saying there's going to be a recession this year right um I haven't really seen it with my clients, but I'm just curious, are, are you seeing any kind of softening in demand for your services or products or? So, uh, first of all, we don't have uh, that word in our vocabulary at QMH with recession. So we don't, we we, don't acknowledge we that don't word. We don't acknowledge that and we're seeing things, but if anything, it goes back to the 2009, we're engaged and ready like today, I, I think we this week we closed on three companies that we're buying everything back and it's an opportunity because you know you buy it at a really fair price and we find another house for it so you know we just uh it's going to be another day and yeah sometimes it'll be you know a little harder a little, you just got to think you got to be on your toes you know and the way we see it i think is an opportunity for everybody you know um there's a saying that goes what's one man's junk is another man's treasure um you know sometimes people are going to take um transitions in life and in business and so their business may shut down and but that's an opportunity for other businesses to pick up yeah and like yesterday i did two interviews three interviews because we're looking for six more welders mm -hmm. and they're like wow you guys are hiring so we right now we're missing at least 10 positions yeah so you know, yes, recessions is going to struggle with few people, but uh, in our case, tuck your head down and go. Yeah. Are you yeah. are you having trouble finding people? Because um, I know we still are, but there's a little bit more people in the market. Yeah, there's quite a few people yeah. responding. It's just taking the time to wean out. You know, a lot of um, uh, you know, I've been on unemployment. We even hire a headhunter now because yeah. we're trying to find um, upper management people and find a good quality people. So yeah, so we're we're not stopping. We're growing, and you know whatever comes our way, you know, we can just uh, go ahead on. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great attitude. You know, so if anybody out there, hopefully yeah. nobody's closing down. Call I like, me. I like the quote, you know, there, we don't talk about recession at QMA. No. Yeah. That word is not allowed. As a matter of fact, today we purchase a piece of equipment, like 1.8 million for something that we want to do. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's just the demand is there for us and because we're unique on how we do things and uh, we, we we hustle, you know, that's what people want. You know, we have some core values that we live here. We live by here at Quality Mature Handling and one is, you know, we hustle and um, we celebrate and we 
go to get the job done. So, so just... yeah, like Julia, you know, one of the things that she has, you know, it's one of her uh, topics that she talked, we're relentless. Like if there's a fence, you're going to either go over, you're going to go under, you're going to go to the subway, but you're hanging this up, you're going to get across. And that's how we do our daily work with our customers. Our install team calls us and they say, oh, we have a problem. Hector says, figure it out. Yeah. If not, I go there and I figure it and out. They They're say, like, okay, no, boss. we'll take care of it, boss. <laughs> yeah. Problem is spelled opportunity, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> opportunity to figure something out. Yeah. So you've been you've been working in the company for so many years. How how many hours a week do you work? Because sometimes entrepreneurs, you know, get a little carried away with that. I let her go first. <laughs> well, um, Jim, as you probably know, not others, but um, I used to put at least at least a good 50, 60, maybe even 70 hours a week. I one day I remember we were, we were leaving on a trip to Europe and I pulled an all nighter. And he calls me at five o'clock. Where are you? Because we were supposed to leave at six. I was already packed. And we were, you were still at the office? She's still at the office. She, oh will, I mean, yeah. she will outwork anybody. Me, you know, back in the days, yeah, I used to say, I wake, I wake up early and I get caught up with emails, a few things. It's actually more peaceful for me to do things. More productive morning, for him. You know, 5 a.m. I'm on my computer. But at the end of the day, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock. I'm out. I said, I'm on salary. I got to get out of here. But here's my plug. <laughs> here's my plug. Blueprint. Thanks to Jim yeah. and his team. If anybody out yeah. there is interested, these are the people. Because, uh, Jim, I think I, I remember very clearly, distinctly, when you inter when we interviewed um, you for uh, hiring you on as um, outsourced CFOs, you know, I, I said, you know, I work too much. I need to yeah. stop working so much. And, and, it, and not only that, she was working too much. And on top of that, we're still so far behind on the books. Now, by the 15th, we got what we need and <laughs> we know where we're at, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Go, go it's so yeah. important. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, thank you guys because trust me, it will be 10, 11 p.m. and she will still be out the office plugging away with her assistant. So, and I won't tell you guys um, who I work for. Um, <laughs> or who I work with, Matt over there at Blueprint, but because I don't want to share him because he is a blessing. Awesome, yeah. He is yeah. awesome. And John Piero, Jim, we started with Jim and then we transferred over to Piero and then now we're with John yeah. and we just, we just love so, it. So now we work regular hours. I mean, usually yeah. we're home by 5.30. We're really talking to each other and uh, yeah. we're on the way home. And so it's, it's now it's, it's more normal. Yeah, yeah normal. <laughs> So I always tell our clients, you know, when you hire Blueprint, you're not just hiring me, you're hiring our, our whole team of CFOs. That's so true. You're, you're the best example of that because you've gotten the benefit of my input and Piero's input and now John's input. Mm -hmm. And we all have three different types of ways of doing things, right? Yeah. And we love you guys. It, the, the honest truth, it, it has changed our trajectory of our business and our lives. Absolutely. That's powerful. <laughs> I don't know what to say after that. So that, that is, that's what we're in business to do, which is to help our clients, you know, build a great company, but also have a great life too at the same time. So, Well, we appreciate uh, all the service and hard work. We really do. So. Okay. And we'll, we'll keep Matt's name secret for now. Yes, <laughs> please don't share. <laughs> okay. So we're going to wrap this up. Is there any, uh, any last minute thoughts about things you want to share with us? Uh, budding entrepreneurs that are out there thinking about, you know, opening their own businesses at some point? Well, I would like to just say, you know, you can't start a car without turning the engine on and you can't get to the end of the finish line if you stop. So whatever it is you do, just 
put your whole mind, put your whole spirit, your whole heart, and you can accomplish anything because we did. Yeah, and you know, especially for me that, like I said, immigrant at age 14 here, uh, don't blame it on school, don't blame it that you were uh, born in the wrong household, uh, don't blame me that you have no money because I started with zero. <laughs> I borrowed a hundred bucks on my credit card to open up a bank account. Uh, one thing that you have to have is you have to have discipline, uh, you got to have commitment, and you got to be passionate. Don't get into something, oh, that's a great idea, but you're not passionate about it. So when you find those three keys that you know, you're going to make sure that whatever you say is, that you're going to do is what you're going to do. And, and, do it and, it, and it is possible, you know, even now I still look at where we're at. I'm like, how the heck did we get here? It goes back to those principles that I had when we started. That yeah. Nothing that there would be nothing that wasn't possible for me to do. People will call me and say, Hector, uh, do you have this? I said, of course I do. And the, I said, if I don't have it, maybe it doesn't exist because I'm going to go find it. <laughs> and that's just the, the attitude that I have from the beginning. I still have the same attitude. It hasn't changed. I mean, you, you mentioned this word before too, Hector, hustle. And, you know, yeah. that's when I think of your company, I think of hustle. I think of, you know, being all about it and, yeah, you know, and, not, being, and, not being complacent, but, you know, going to the next level at all, all the time, thinking about how can, you continuously can take it to the next level. Awesome. And one more, one more important thing that we don't let we don't let titles get in the front of us. So it doesn't matter what your title is here with this company. There's nothing beneath or above. Mm -hmm. If at 5 p.m. a trucker shows up and everybody's gone and I'm the only one here, guess what? I'm gonna open up that warehouse, pull out a forklift, and I will unload it. One time, a customer showed up and I was working here on Saturday, yeah. and I'm like, Hector, can I pull his order? He's like, No, there's no cut shelving. I mean, cut wood for the shelving. I said, Oh, I I can't pull it because I can't cut the wood. Yeah. That's the that the whole you were almost going to do it, weren't you? It sounds like. <laughs> you know what? Where's that side? We tell our, we know that our clients are looking for solutions. So I always put myself in their shoes when they come here is because they need you. And if you say, no, sorry, we're closed. We just closed 10 minutes ago. That doesn't work here. You know, so. So that's going to wrap it up for this. Um, this episode, um, our next episode will be on April 7th, where we'll have Jeff Clark one of our first blueprint clients of J-Square General Contractors with us to tell his story. And every story is so unique and interesting. I just love doing this with um, you guys and, and Hector and Brenda, thank you very much for being on the show today and good luck in the future and see you in two weeks. Thank, thank you so you. much, Jim. It was a pleasure being on your show. Yeah. We appreciate you guys.